This is Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast for Bethlehem Baptist Church's South Campus in Lakeville, Minnesota. If you're interested in learning more about our church, go to Bethlehem.church forward slash south. Did I do something that you disapprove of, Dave? Yep. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, you can tell me what that is later, I suppose. Uh, picking apples or... Jumping in leaves. Like which we would rather do? Yes, the or, the conjunction or. Uh, well, yeah, but you didn't, all you said was or. Yeah. You didn't say if we would rather I, do that. I was that being mysterious. Or if we would rather not do that. Why do you have to be so precise about this, Nick? Mm-hmm. My intent was so obvious. Ask the right question, or answer the right question. That is important. Pick apples, jump in leaves. Definitely pick apples. I don't like jumping in leaves. What? Why? Because they get in your clothes and are itchy. Itchy leaves. Ethan, you got an opinion? And sometimes they're wet. Yeah. But what if they're not <laughs> wet? You don't have to jump in them when they're wet. Well, it's just like you don't sometimes have to pick. Sometimes sometimes you don't, you don't have to the pick top, the apples the when they're rotten. The top can be wet, and then you jump in, and the middle hasn't dried out. So you think it's a dry. If the top is wet. And no, no, no. I mean, the top sorry, is I meant dry. the top That's is dry. You're talking about a crunchy top, a soggy middle. Yep. Okay. Crunchy top, soggy middles. It's also bad in baking. <laughs> also bad in liturgies Some from baking. a previous I mean, episode. A, yeah, little, brownie. Little, yeah. Okay. That's exactly what I was thinking about. So, <laughs> uh, so Ethan or Dave. Ethan, is your mic on? Mm-hmm. It's great. Ethan, do you have a do you have an opinion? Um, I don't necessarily care for picking apples. I like eating them. So yeah. probably <laughs> jumping in leaves. All right. All right, that's fair. What about you, Dave? I like the experience of the apple orchard. Okay. The full, you know, the full hayride out, pick apples, a little bit of a chilly fall day, warm apple cider inside with the family afterwards. Okay. It's the whole thing, you know. All right. Nostalgia. We we try to do it every fall. So it's while kind of you jump in leaves, drinking warm cider while jumping in leaves. I, I haven't tried it. Okay. But that would make them probably that soggy middle that we don't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fall of the apple cider Amen. falls into the leaves. Yep. And then it gets in your clothes. <laughs> well, this particular podcast, we were talking about nothing in relationship to picking apples. Although I suppose it's in relationship to leaves. Leaves of books. Isn't That's there right. a book called Johnny Appleseed? No. There isn't? Yes, there is. <laughs> there is indeed. Uh, that felt more rhetorical coming from you, Nick. We thought we would take an episode and talk a little bit about books. Uh, more generically, like generally, generically, generally, generally is the better word in this case. Why uh, Why talk about books, guys? Why are books a good thing? Why do you like books? And if you don't like books, why are you on this podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm the anti-book person. In, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, I think I like books of various kinds because they uh, f- help form my mind. It could be they help me to understand something better than I have before. It could be that they present a new idea that I want to think about a little bit more. Or, you know, if I'm reading fiction, it could be that it uh, kind of awakens my mind to in a creative ways that uh, I think is healthy as well. So they, they just, they uh, 
they help you think differently than maybe you've thought of before. Yeah. 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 This is like the most Bethlehem answer ever, but <laughs> don't say it. Why, why can't it be know. the most Nick answer ever? <laughs> but, um, I mean, we worship a God who chose to reveal himself to no, us in a book. No, that's not a Bethlehem answer. That's just a Christian answer. Yeah. Well, okay. I heard it at Bethlehem. Uh. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just the nature of how God chose to reveal himself to us. Yep. And so that type of form of communication um, is obviously important to God and effective in communicating truth. And so, we, you know, that's maybe even like a foundational reason for why we like books. God chose to reveal himself to us in one. Yeah, yeah, the Bible. Yeah. Which we found all of our ministry upon. So uh, all Christians ought. Um, were you always a book lover, Nick? Did you grow up loving books? Yeah. Yep. I grew up reading all the time. Uh, I read like, you know, Encyclopedia Brown and Boxcar Children. And okay. There was a series, I don't know if anyone else has ever heard of this, but there was a series of children's books called Hafferty Hamster that I really <laughs> like to read. Hafferty Hamster. Yep. Yep. If, if you're listening to this and you've read Hafferty Hamster, you should let me know because we can bond over that. Okay. He'll buy you a book if that happened. Were you always a book reader, lover, Dave? Yep, I was. I always read a lot and loved reading various things. The The ones I always liked best were there was a a series that was like the the kind of abridged classics series. Okay. Um, I always liked reading those. On abridged the, classics like uh, Edgar Allan Poe. Like Tale of Two Cities and... Uh, Treasure okay. Island and okay. all, right. all those things. All right. It's so pretty broadly conceived. Yeah. Um, yes. So books. Generic. Generally, general. General. <laughs> um, generically. So uh, now uh, us three having gone through, um, you know, various uh, theological training programs where uh, probably most, well, if you're like me, most of what I read right now is like nonfiction theology or Christian practice. Not all that I read, but a lot of it. Um, was that like, do you guys read fiction? Do you guys read, like presently read fiction um, for your own personal enrichment or enjoyment? Or are you kind of like me? And well, you know, I do read fiction, but just a few times a year. Yep. But, uh, I read fiction. I love it. Like, do you read new fiction all the time? Uh, some of it, yeah. Okay. Sometimes I'll read a classic, um, and sometimes I'll pick up a new one. What's the last classic you read? The last classic I read is probably, well, I reread East of Eden. Is that something you do, like, once every other month? No, not once every <laughs> other month. You talk about it like that. I do read it. I've, I think that was my fourth time through it. Okay. All right. Dave, what about you? Do you read fiction ever? It's kind of built in with my kids now. Oh, I read okay. fiction with them, you know. So we read uh, Doctor Seuss. We do. I do read Doctor Seuss. Okay. We read lots of different fiction for their school together. We read through Narnia and Winged Feather Saga. Uh, so yeah, it's built in with my kids quite a bit. Okay, random stuff. All right, Ethan, you got an opinion here? Fiction, nonfiction. Um. I think I prefer nonfiction, like the really heady stuff, oddly enough. Like the most recent thing I finished was like a 50-page essay on the law written in the 
1850s. Oh, okay. so <laughs> on the law, like the Decalogue, like Old Testament law, or like no, no, law like, more broadly um, conceived, like a critique of uh, French Revolution economics and how oh, it yeah. relates to the law. Yeah, that's so. great. Dang, <laughs> fifty pages was enough. That's great. That puts <laughs> my frog and toad to shame. <laughs> Just trying oh. to get that guy to come out from the winter. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, presently, like, well, can we talk just for a second about, like, books in comparison to other forms of media, including, like, visual media? Well, is there still a place for books, like, today? And do you think, in an ongoing way, long-form writing in comparison to, like, social media posts, which could be long-form but don't tend to be? Uh, blog posts, which could be long form, but don't tend to be, and Netflix series. <laughs> like, why uh, Why read a book on uh, the French Revolution, perhaps, when you could watch a docu-series on it? Like, is there still a place for long form writing and reading? What do you think? I sure hope there is. I mean, especially in relation to different types of social media and the communication that that engenders in us as a society is woefully inadequate. So long form, especially like, you know, books and things like that allows you to actually develop an argument and offer nuance and really be clear about what you mean and set a certain tone um, in your communication that a lot of social media does not allow and yeah. you end up communicating in sound bites, and lots of times it's for the purpose of shock and to get reaction, mm. and um, and so it just doesn't it it just is not as effective way of communicating deep things, things that really deserve to be pondered and thought about. Um, and I guess one thing that's different between the written word, like in a book and a documentary, is that you can you know, easily interact, you can underline and you can reread and you can think and ponder and, um, what you're reading in a book as opposed to just watching an hour and a half something and then it's over and it just doesn't engender itself to the same type of reflection perhaps as a book might. Perhaps, um, the arguments in long form writing can be more easily dissected Mm -hmm. and more easily potentially like Either, either supported or undermined. Um, in comparison, your average visual media, even something nonfiction like a documentary series, uh, often presents things in a certain way that together with the music and the clips chosen and everything else has a particular vantage point that maybe isn't so easily dissected and understood or even confronted um, in the same way. Dave, anything you'd say here? Is there still a place for long-form writing and reading uh, in comparison to other kinds of media? Yeah, I think so. I think it also, um, like even for kids, I'm thinking not just uh, fiction, but, you know, or not just nonfiction, but fiction, you know, for my kids, I kind of like them to read and imagine. You know, I, I think that that flexes and stretches and engages their minds more helpfully and completely than when there's just something on a screen in front of them. I mean, there's a, there's a place for that too, but I think that it's just a better way to develop creativity in there, in my kids, especially, and in me when I'm reading something versus just watching something. I'm, I feel like the, I become engaged in a participant 
more than just a consumer. That might be a way to say it in a lot of ways. I also think uh, that long-form books, whether or not I end up agreeing with the premise or the thesis in the book, what they tend to do much better than the other forms of media that you've talked about are they tend to at least interact with and generally try to interact fairly with those who would take a different position than them. And, you know, one of the one of the things I try to talk to my kids about or just any human being about, I guess, would be if I'm going to disagree with someone, I want to be able to fairly represent their position in a way that they would approve of. And yeah. I just don't think we see that tried at very hard in social media or blogs. Um, it's more a bunch of assumed presuppositions that then get sprinkled with some something that's supposed to be new or trendy versus man here's here's a here's an argument here's an idea i'm going to represent it fairly and then i'm going to try to show why i think mine is is better i think that's helpful i think it's again i think it's a, a, a more engaging complete way to interact um it's like the difference between you know just if you're you know a five-hour coffee with someone where you're wrestling over life together and if you just walked in the room and shouted something at someone, yeah, you know, I, I think I think that I think it's I think it's a better way to engage our minds and be fair to each other. Yeah, I think it's important to just say like the mediums convey a certain kind of message mm-hmm. behind them, which means that each medium has certainly a place. Yeah. Um, so a hundred and eighty-page book that essentially says the same thing over and over and over again is a poor use of the medium. That's right. Um, you know, it's it's a medium that ought to be utilized for the sake of developing something long form. And thus, something like social media can be a fine medium for expressing an opinion or expressing something. Just don't expect a lot of nuance or ability to interact over it in a way that someone who maybe disagrees with you That's right. will have their mind changed. That's good. Uh, it's often like, a, I mean, we say social media can be like an echo chamber I don't think that even has to do with necessarily the way that algorithms work on Facebook or other things like that. I think it's just the medium prevents you from doing much more than hearing people that agree with you and dis and not hearing people that disagree with you uh, in large. In the large medium measure. and the algorithms, maybe. Yeah, maybe the both. Tag team. What uh, What are you guys reading presently? What are some things, some titles you guys are reading? We're uh, as elders. We're reading um, the the book by Rise uh, and Triumph of the Modern Self by, by Carl, Truman. Carl Truman. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up my uh, Kindle right now. Um, as a staff, we've been reading the Five Dysfunctions of a Team, trying to build a, a healthy team at the South Campus. So that's kind of a it's actually kind of a business team book, but it's been been good so far to look at that. Um, we just got done reading Deep Discipleship. JT uh, English. JT English. Uh, we're reading Compelling Community for a, uh, our TCT Southern yep. Minnesota group, and you're leading us through that. that that's by... It's by, is that it's by Dever a, and Jamie Dunlop. Dunlop, Dunlop yeah. yeah. You got some, Nick? Well, I'm getting my Kindle open. Yeah, I'm reading uh, those same ones um, that we're doing as groups, and then I'm also reading some... Um, kind of thinking towards next year and some classes we want to put together. I'm reading some church history books. 
um, which have been really fascinating. Uh, I just got one called Baptists in the Christian Tradition Toward an Evangelical Baptist Catholicity. So good. Which I'm pretty excited to dive into. Did you get me one too, like I asked? No. Not yet. This is awkward. Well, it's fine. It's fine. Ethan, what are you reading right now? Apart from 50-page essays on the nature of law in France. Um, I'm in between things right now, so I actually need something to start on. Oh. Aside from our staff book. Do you like science fiction? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. I got some recommendations for you. We'll talk afterwards. Cool. Anything else you guys would want to say about books or long-form communication? Have you guys both read the Wing Feather Saga? Oh, yes. Well, Every, a couple ev- times. Everyone listening to this should read the Wing Feather Saga. <laughs> if you're within the sound of our voice, find and read the Wing Feather Saga. I think it's a... By Andrew Peterson. Yeah, it's an amalgam, perhaps, of like uh, the analogy type writing that you might find in Narnia with uh, the world building that you find in some like Tolkien and some of the story crafting that you might find in J.K. Rowling. So I think there's some different uh, aspects that are... Made that sound really heady. Pretty cool. It's just a really good story. Yep. (laughs) It's well done. It's well done. Well done. All right, guys. Thanks for joining me today.